It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. It's episode 51 of the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Happy 2023, everybody. Today we're talking about if we could start over. If we could start over, yeah. What would we change? On our off-grid homestead. I would start with having money, so that would help. But if we had a little bit of money, say we sold this place Mm -hmm. and we started again, how would we do it different? What would we do the same? I think I'd start with some heavy equipment. Well, yeah. I mean, ideally. What did we start with here? Uh, Rototiller. No, no. uh, pickaxe. No, you didn't have either of those. When we pulled up here... Oh, Sawzall. With the sawzall. RV, we had a Sawzall. Reciprocating saw. And that's all. Yeah, and I didn't even have chainsaw. some basic hand tools. I had never actually used a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, and you hadn't touched tools in years. No, no. You I weren't hadn't. that guy anymore. No, I had... Yeah. 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 We were doing different things. I was going to say more land... Uh, we just bought land sight unseen, and sometimes yeah. that's what you have to do. And the land that we ended up with is excellent, considering what we needed at the time, mm-hmm. what we paid for it. Really good deal. It's a gift. It absolutely is. It's it's not enough for our next phase of life, but yeah. for this phase of life, it's more than enough. For sure. If we were actually like looking at land and not just taking what we could get for what we could afford, I would try and be like farther away from neighbors, especially farms, busy roads. But I'm happy with what we have. Yeah, the the yeah. farms where we live are famous with their gratuitous use of chemicals. Yeah, just like, like they just it's spraying. just. It's all, it's like a constant rotation of gmo potatoes, gmo soybeans. And winter wheat. And winter wheat. Yeah. Which is probably full. Probably. Like, <laughs> it's the worst stuff. Yeah, and they're just spraying. And they like, don't even. every week they spray it with something. It's ridiculous. And then they spray it at the end and then they harvest it. Yeah. It's insane. They don't even think about what they're doing or no. what it's for or why they're growing food or no, they're not growing why they're food. burning diesel. They're growing or... government subsidies and I they know. don't care if it ever turns into It's food really for bad. So we would like more distance from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of it's based on having enough money. Yeah. Obviously. This is all, in an ideal world, this is what <laughs> I would look for next time. Um, Not really opposed to having a small private island at this point. Yes, before we weren't ready for it. Because we had tried the boat thing and the island we thing. We had lived on but... an off-grid island. We'd lived on boat. Yeah, but um, we hadn't owned it. Yeah, like, we didn't we were... own the off-grid island. And like it wasn't like a private island. No. Um, I would totally do that now. Yeah. But we're a lot more confident in like, our food storage calculations mm-hmm. and how to, you know, the small-scale farming, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you're kind of used to that crutch of like going to town and oh I'm bored or let's mm-hmm. order pizza like that's a big leap but we're off of all those things now. Yeah, yeah. When we go to town now, it's it's a shock to the system. It's almost painful. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. yeah, the kids are exhausted. We, we get, get sick. sick. Yeah, every single time. It's like we're part of two different immune mm-hmm. pools. Totally. Like, we yeah. ju- it's just a different thing, and we are not part of it at all. Yeah. 
it's not enjoyable. We like no. get it done like a band aid. Mm-hmm. Get out. Um, at first, the big mistake that I made, and I take full responsibility for this, I wanted my forest to be nice. Right. And the godless nature lover <laughs> that many of us are raised and taught to be is I thought I could, like, you know, shape the forest to whatever I thought was pretty. Right, right. Nature And then it beautiful. just literally all fell down during the hurricane (laughs) i took out the trees that apparently they rely on other trees so what i would do Mm -hmm. is i would clear cut i would too i wouldn't uproot things now this is important there's something in the forest where there's like a cycle yeah it's like almost a multi-generational cycle Mm -hmm. and we we've just started noticing how in certain areas that we logged years ago uh, you the know, same things will grow year one, year two, year three, three year four. Yeah, and then you get baby maples and baby evergreens and like good stuff that you actually want. Yeah, several but years if you, later, if you leave it as yellow birches, red birches, and mm-hmm. just junk. Well, but the first the year, stuff never when comes you through. cut the trees down the first year, the fire weeds come. Right. And we were like, what the heck are these things? Right. We had to do a bunch of research, and then there's insect cycles that oh. come with it. But we had this opportunity to see. A multi-year, uh, multi-generational, if you will, forest cycle because we cleared a certain part the first year, mm-hmm. and then we did it again the second year, and yeah. again the third year, and, and we saw the same cycle happening in everywhere in every sector. Yeah, and so we realized that the forest needs to go through the cycle. So if I were to do it, if I were to log, yeah, I would clear cut, I would and then too. I would let it rejuvenate. Yeah, because it happens way faster than you think yeah in five years you've got pretty big evergreen trees so there our first house on our land was our little cottage that came with the land mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't very old it was like maybe eight years old mm-hmm. somebody built it it's old land whatever and the first tree that i cut down <laughs> was this white birch tree where it had been cut once and then it grew back kind it, of in a, it grows back kind of bushy like an upside down octopus right okay so yeah. there's like instead of one big trunk there's like eight trunks and they're all like leaning away from each other ready mm-hmm. to split at any moment which they do eventually mm-hmm. at a very mm-hmm. young age and the reason i cut this tree down was and this is a big tree it was probably a 40 foot mm-hmm. tall bushy tree is it was threatening the cottage and yeah. i was like i gotta get this thing out of here it was like three feet away from the car. It was huge. Yeah. I'm sure it would slap it during hurricanes. Yeah. Anyway, so I cut this tree down, but it was the first tree, uh, aside from the, like the driveway trees and just like yeah. making an necessary, a, a necessary yeah. stuff. I cut this thing down. We had long talks about that tree. I know, because it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, and we cut it down because it was brushing the cottage and whatever. Now, uh, years later, like mm-hmm. six years later, the whole we cleared for a vineyard around the cottage mm-hmm. like a, a first practice vineyard yeah. and then the hurricane cl- came and took the rest of the trees and the only healthy tree left in that area is that same stupid birch tree that's been cut down how many times now? i don't even know but it's I think almost. We tried to burn it. We put so a table on it. We did. We did. Whatever we we, we gutted chickens on it. We, we turned did. it into a table. Yeah. And so this birch tree is almost as ta- tall as the cottage. Six years later, it's almost 16 feet tall. Yeah. Well, I guess it's almost 18 feet tall. Mm-hmm. 
and it looked healthy as ever. Mm -hmm. In the same, so what I'm getting at is if you want a forest to rejuvenate, you clear cut the thing. Yeah, because that the doesn't strength, make my heart happy, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way it works. And yeah. of course, growing up in the 90s, you Save saw all those tree. stupid videos with Chain remember the, to the tree the the skyline of stumps right. where everything was dead. Well, oh, no, that's so the only way that ever happens is if somebody planted a coniferous forest, mm -hmm. which is man-made, which is man-made, and then clear-cut it. So yeah, you've it's already been planted through. for harvest. They've they had already been through, and, and then those like, are the worst forests around here after the hurricane. Yeah, they all just completely the fell lodgepole down. pines, everything. The, the like planted yeah. for harvest forests buried very poorly. That guy still got trees on his house. Oh yeah, he's no. just given up. I don't I don't think he'll ever recover. No. So I would log. I would clear cut everything because. The saplings come up and they grow way faster than mm -hmm. the old trees. And if you have some really nice old trees, like mm -hmm. some big old oaks or some big old beech trees, they'll be so much happier. They will. For having yeah. zero competition. Just yeah. like a garden with no weeds. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't... Well, I definitely wouldn't be as attached to the trees. Yeah, I wouldn't go to any effort no. to like save trees. I really thought it was a garden that we were... Managing. Managing and it was not at all. No. No. Uh, heavy machinery. If I could, mm -hmm. I would buy you a skid steer, logging machinery, mm -hmm. or hire that or hire out. Hire the logging. Yeah. A track hoe or a mm -hmm. back hoe, and we already have, but definitely I think is a necessity the big concrete mixer. Yeah, we finally bought one of these used. As uh, a company getting rid of it, and uh, I'm now envisioning stages of the concrete mixer with an auger system yeah right because some kind of conveyor belt maybe or yeah conveyor something. yeah i think even a conveyor would work mm -hmm. definitely but the big concrete mixer like i'm talking mm -hmm. the one that you pull behind your truck it's got a gas in it like how big is ours well it does a full bag of cement ours plus is the additions yeah is so the perfect our size. concrete mixer is four times the size of the concrete mixer you'd get at a hardware store okay like the biggest one. Yeah. So ours is four times that size. You can see it on Instagram in our old reels. Maybe I'll yeah. put, bump that to the top if mm -hmm. you want to see. And that's important. If you're making, if you're building anything, concrete is a necessity, especially in a country where we don't make bricks. Yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. And Nobody does that If you here. wanted to get a brick here, it'd be like 15, 16 bucks. Like, good yeah. luck. Yeah. And I, I built You're a, not going to build your house with cinder blocks. I built a pizza oven out of the... Right. Let's... I'm... Bit given big air quotes here with my fingers, bricks from the <laughs> hardware store. They're really bad. They exploded. Yeah, they're really bad. They're color. not normal bricks. These are yeah. not the bricks you make fireplaces out. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with them, but <laughs> they were bad. Yeah. Concrete. Yeah. Okay. Concrete. Oh, I already put that. Some sort of conveyor system mm -hmm. for your mixer. Yeah. I would set that up. If we sold this house mm -hmm. with all this land and we got a reasonable amount of money. I would get you some really nice land and I would set you up with the tools that you need to make this go as easily as possible because yeah. we have done it the hard way mm -hmm. and it is possible, but it is slow and painful. And frankly, I'm looking at 40. Don't look at me. I'm not that old. Don't I, look at me like that. I don't want to do it again. I just don't <laughs> want to do it again. Uh, yeah, the on that note, I guess also a zoom boom. Yeah, because you got to lift stuff up, especially when Constantly. you get past the first floor. 
multiple ladders, yeah. moving them all the time, zoom boom. Oh my gosh, that would be so much better. Do you remember that one time where you helped me lift the biggest beam in our house in place while you were pregnant? I was very pregnant. She turned out fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> if anything, she's a little too spunky. Yeah. She's great. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's possible without, but I would say if we had to do it again, mm -hmm. I would do it with more. Um, so getting into the more positive arena. Yes. I would definitely stick with timber frame and straw bale. Yeah. We've learned a lot. We've seen, we knew building science, conventional building yeah. science beforehand. Yeah. Still hate it. It's get, it gets worse every day. Everything's oh. plastic. Everything's drywall. It's disgusting. It's All a mess. All these little dimensional materials mm. that you have to buy. Oh, wait, with if you have things that go over that and things that go over that. If you have money, steel beams. What? Like, what? come on. Yeah. Straw bale. We mm -hmm. really like the straw bale with the timber frame. Mm -hmm. Um, I would still do the courtyard pool. We kind mm -hmm. of did that by accident at first. We did. It was just a big hole. But it turned out so well for the whole system of our water. Not to mention the summer enjoyment of it. I think it moderates the temperature in the middle of the house. We can grow things better there than we can anywhere else. Oh, yeah. The vines are spectacular. Yeah, I really think that that's a winner. I would still do a courtyard yeah. and I would still do a pool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Rain catchment. Yeah. You can't beat rain catchment. No. It's it's so easy. Once I you would never, up, ever move anywhere where you weren't allowed to do rain catchment. That's the stupidest thing. <laughs> what is it? Calif Northern California and Oregon. 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 The places with rain. The blue places. Yeah. It's just the dumbest. <laughs> you know, it's evil is yeah. what it is. Yeah. When it's inexplicable and it's like, oh, You're that like, doesn't quite make that's, sense. That's dumb for no reason. Oh, but that's reason. just a lot. No, oh, no that's, that's evil. Yeah. Uh, gray water separation, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, years now we've been using the same gray water tanks. As we we pump it on the garden all winter mm -hmm. long or all summer long. Yeah, and then in the winter we take the pump out and just let it free flow out into a yeah. septic area, and it's beautiful and it the the benefits you get from the gray water. Mm -hmm. it, it's just incredible because it's not actually that dirty. And it's always flowing, like it's not stagnant. It's no. constantly moving. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would do that again. Yeah. Check, definitely. check, and check. I think I would do a higher pitch roof next time. Yeah. Now the roof we did was only because that's as high up the ladder as, as a pregnant woman a can mommy could climb. climb. And frankly, I was tired too and yeah. our oldest son was only 14 at the time 13 maybe yeah like this is kind of worst case scenario for building anything yeah and so this is the house we ended up with and uh, the high-pitched roof uh serves a couple of benefits the the biggest one is that whatever kind of roofing you put on a high-pitched roof when it's higher pitched it lasts longer yeah the snow would slide off the snow slides off yeah the yeah. second thing is ventilation mm -hmm. which we hadn't i hadn't really understood attic ventilation yeah, yeah. I always despised attics for the waste of space. Yeah. But I now I see it now as a ne necessity for a healthy home. Yeah. So. And you could still do like a story and a half or something. Yeah. But I think the high pitched roof, if we could pull it off, mm -hmm. I would do that next time. Yeah. Uh, do you mind if we take a quick break to just talk about the one year food? Yeah, for sure. By the off grid prep family. You can feed your large family or group for one full year. It's one year of food storage with all the meals and recipes that you can do for that one full year 
It breaks it down yearly and monthly. You can just check off the meals as you use them and inventory your pantry and see how far off you are and have something to build up towards. Nice. And there's an ultimate planner that coordinates with that if you want to go all matchy and get your whole life in order for 2023. What else would you do different? I mean, I still go back to heavy machinery because of all the the lifting yeah, and the rototilling. That wasn't an option. But no. I wouldn't do it again unless it was an option, frankly. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, I'll do it again if I have to. Right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it a hundred times if I have to. But However, if however. I could do it with a more ideal situation, heavy machinery is a big deal. A skid steer, I think, would be the best thing. Yeah, you can, and when you're you done with dig it, you holes. can sell it. You could rent it out. Yeah, it moves fast. You can pull stumps. Mm -hmm. I think my number one thing would be a skid steer or maybe a backhoe. Right. Like a big backhoe. That would be... Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go with a backhoe. Yeah. Now that I think so about it. Then you do the driveway and yeah. everything. Yeah. The only limitation of a skid steer is you can't dig a, a deep hole like for a septic field. Or if you were going to do a basement. Basement, or, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would go, I mean, as we said, I do the, the gray water separation. Um, I'm not sure what I do for a generator. I've actually put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. So we're going maybe I mean, generator shopping again in January. We are. Yeah. yeah. We're going generator shopping next week because I've, I've had these two Furman generators for years now. They've done well. I mean, I, I have no complaints, but suddenly one of them has developed a problem that neither I nor the Furman engineers can figure out. Yeah. I'm thinking, just with my gut, the actual armature that makes the power is toast. Like, it maybe is carboned up, or the brushes are worn out, of which there's a hundred brushes and a ring around the thing. I don't know. But the... I feel like God is telling us to get a propane tri-fuel yeah. tri generator. Yeah. So, the fact that I can't fix this, but the fact that there's some inexplicable money coming next month that mm -hmm. we just learned about means that perhaps we need to go that route. Yeah. And we've talked reason... about tri-fuel before, but maybe yeah. I always forget that people don't listen to every episode. No. What's the benefit to the tri-fuel? Well, in this recent, uh, definitely artificial economic, let's call it downturn. Sure. Intentional and artificial, mm -hmm. not following any of... Mm -hmm. What was that Keynes law? <laughs> like all of the economics, yeah. any of us live in the university, it's all gone now. Yeah. It's, it's all at the window. Pretend. It's all fake. It's yeah. all pretend. Anyway, what recently happened was they forgot about propane. <laughs> yeah. Propane didn't move. Propane. Everything. And propane, propane accessories. accessories. <laughs> propane didn't move. Yeah. Nor will it. I don't, I really don't think mm -hmm. so. They even doubled furnace oil. Yeah. Like, they really tried to think outside the box, and propane didn't move. Yeah. So, I'm going to call that God's fuel now. Sure. At least for the time being. And? Propane has always been a waste product. Yeah. I know that I'm I'm blaspheming a little bit to my oil field but friends, it but it is. Yeah. It's always been kind of a waste product. And um, for whatever reason... It's like the seasoned salmon bits. <laughs> yeah, it's the bits. And they sell it for more... You know, the ones that fall the on the bits. floor, the factory, and they get stomped on by boots, and then rats eat some, and then the rest go in those salmon bit containers at the Yummy. grocery store. Delicious. So anyway, propane didn't move, but getting into the dual fuel generator, 
Um, it's all about the size of the fuel orifice, like the jets on the carburetors and how it's mixed and everything. And tri-fuel generators can do natural gas. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that territory, when you have that kind of engineered flexibility, you have the ability to burn wood gas. Yes. Now, wood gas... That's the ultimate dream. The fuel-to-air ratio on wood gas is way different. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But it's way different. I think it... Yeah, you need way more fuel to air. But then your wood gas has to be clean, and there's so many variables. Mm -hmm. But just having a generator that has the ability to burn wood gas yeah. is... That's the only starting point. Like that my, means in a fuel <clears throat> no longer exists scenario... Yeah you have the option yeah. to still have a generator. Like my little inverter generator ticks all the boxes where it's an inverter, so mm -hmm. it's clean power. Yeah. It produces a sine wave, which... We once had a crappy generator in an old off-grid house, and it fried a computer. Oh, it fried all mixer, kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, we've done that here. The, inver the, the inverter that I use, the, the powers our house, actually both of them that we have refuse to accept dirty power mm -hmm. you hook up a dirty standard generator. 500 generator it's not gonna do it just says nope i'm not doing it it actually yeah. there's an engineered courtesy in it where it says well i'm not going to use this to charge uh -huh. but i'll it goes into bypass uh -huh. and it allows the generator to run your house but it refuses to to dirty up your batteries. To accept it to charge your batteries. Uh. It's such a weird thing. It's like they had the engineers had encountered this, yeah. and they're like, "Well, people are still going to hook up these crap generators <laughs> to this nice inverter. Let's at least give them a little bit of grace." Yeah. So you can run your lights. You can. Yeah, but freeze your freezer. No, no, no charge for you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as far as generators go, I would go to Trifuel now. Yeah. When you get into quality, there I mean, you're getting into engine territory, yeah. which is kind of stepping backwards. You're getting into, do I do a V-twin with an overhead cam or a, and I know you don't understand what I'm talking about here, but... I don't care as long as it's quiet. Yeah. So you're getting into engine territory, which is really with a quality and armature territory. There's no such thing right now as a brushless DC generator. Now current electric cars are just getting into brushless electric motor territory if there's any engineers listening you'll understand what i'm talking about yeah you like there's still so many more steps with generators the generators today the options are extremely limited even if you go and get a generac for 10 grand mm -hmm. you're Which still we've had. we've had and you're they're i mean they're a little better but still the components fail, the springs yeah. fail, the... It's still loud. Yeah, on my Furman, which is basically a Honda clone, okay? Yeah. All of these are Honda clones. They, uh, there's a, a, a little tiny electric, electronic 8-volt stepper motor that actuates the throttle, and there's a different 24-volt stepper motor that actuates the choke. And these are the two traditionally spring-actuated valves on a carburetor is the air and the and the fuel i can hear people clicking off well i don't know they want to know about living <laughs> off grid because this you know is what? important stuff you know what yeah our people aren't clicking off so i fine. hope not because <laughs> if you've come this far this is important if you're stuff. not interested in this i guess you don't really want to live off grid you're right okay. anyway on the Furman, aka the honda clone yeah 
throttle steppers die every like 150 hours. Yeah. And if you didn't know, you'd like get rid of it. But that's the thing. The engineers, or sorry, not the, the engineers, the techs on the the consumer whatever phone line, mm-hmm. they didn't know either. No. So they're running me through all these different steps of troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. I ripped apart the engine. I cleaned the combustion chamber. I reset the valve lashes, which is all great because I learned all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that. In the end, it was this $12 throttle stepper that just decided to die. And I think I've changed 10 of them over the last <laughs> few years. Yeah, like, because you change it, and then you change the backup, and then the backup goes in, and then you change... Right? Like, oh, that's what happens with redundancy. Right, Is yeah. you're, like, maintaining two machines at once. Yeah. But it's $12, and then you know that everything works right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it literally, it's an Achilles heel yeah. of this unit. Yeah. And I don't know what's happened lately with my generator. So what I'm getting at, and this is important, is the generator is imperative two generators it's imperiliton it's imperiliton to an off-grid scenario <laughs> because Has anyone ever seen that i don't think anyone's ever watched that movie i don't know you have okay. to be a certain age yeah um because at a certain point you're gonna get two weeks of no sun none and nobody's got the batteries for that nobody's got nobody has the batteries for two and weeks you're of not sun. gonna sit in the dark no. And let your freezer thaw full of and your meat food and, your... and you're going to die. You're yeah. going to die. Yeah. You're just going to sit yeah. and just sit in the dark. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. That's the best case of that. Like <laughs> you're going to die because you have no you've food. You've got kids. You've got no water. You, yeah. Your toilet doesn't flush. You, yeah. So the generator really is an important thing. So if you want to follow along with us in our generator excursions this month. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube because... We're generator shopping for the yeah. dry fuel, and then we're going to figure out this wood gas thing. Yeah. Which we've thought about many, many times. It just hasn't been necessary. We bought the book. The guy who wrote the wood gas... The wood gas buyer. Let's call it I don't. I don't like the name of the book. I didn't even want to buy the book because of the name of the book. Is it called the Wood Gas Bible? I think so. Yeah. So anyway, Bible means book. Okay. Holy sure. Bible means whole book. Okay. That's it. It's the book. However, I still don't like the name. The guy, after doing some fairly intense internet research and then buying this book, it really is the book mm-hmm. on wood gas. And, and the YouTube videos would help, but you yeah. need the book. So with the book, the end Which result... Is, that book is probably on our off-grid gear page if you want the link to it. Yep. Um, in the book section. The end result is the guy builds his own carburetor. Right. And he builds it, and he uses a, he uses an Arduino, but I would use a PLC. Yeah. And you basically electronically control using the voltage outputs from a Bosch oxygen sensor. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're sensing how much oxygen is in the exhaust, uh-huh. and you use that to adjust, move the valves in the carburetor based on how much, it, which is how cars work. That's yeah. how modern cars work. They don't have carburetors, they have fuel injection systems. Mm-hmm. The principle's the same. Mm-hmm. And that was what got me, because it's like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So I put a pin in that because I don't have a generator. We just don't have the time, and well, we don't have the generator that would accept that. My fuel. inverter generator is already electronically pre-calibrated you can't you can't alter it yeah so what you need to do is get yourself an old terrible i don't even know but an old generator that you can find an old farm somewhere like an old onan out of a (laughs) 
knock on the like door. A, a Cummins own out of a motor home that's and then not a piece hope of crap. That the husband's passed away and he oh, told man. his wife that this generator was only two hundred dollars, but it was actually two thousand. Two thousand. And then hope yeah. that she'll sell it to you for two. Perfect. Yeah. It's like the old uh what it's is like, it? It's like you know the what old that is? gypsy woman said. It's <laughs> that's nice. It's the Gen X thing where everybody was finding Mustangs in garages. <laughs> That's just, I'm the just the last end of Gen yeah, X. Yeah. It's like, there was it's, a Mustang in a garage. I didn't, there was all these classic cars. They, they were Nazi cars. Yeah, they were they stolen. Were they wouldn't be hiding them if they were illegal. Anyways, generator. We would do that differently. Yeah. Okay. But I still don't know where I'd end up, honestly. We'll see. This yeah. month. This is the month. Fencing, mm. barn, infrastructure. Immediately. I would do that right away. Yeah. As soon as our family is comfortable. Yeah, I would destroy that forest. And I would not be doing anything twice. No, and I would spread all the manure that I could get That's on that plant all line. the poop I could get my hands and on. And then I'd cover the whole thing in that black fabric we've been using. Uh, yeah, the geotextile. The geotextile. Yeah. I would, for one year. I if would, you if you are looking for it, it's called greenhouse fabric, and we get ours from. Oh, we got it from Amazon. Amazon eventually, because all those companies stopped making geotextiles. Dewitt. But it's Dewitt. The Dewitt company the makes the good stuff, and you can tell it's a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, we've bought many mm -hmm. thousands of dollars in. Bad but I would stuff. if if we could start it with yeah. you know no problems. Mm-hmm. I would clear the land that I wanted for garden and stockyards. Yeah. And uh, I would put that, I would spread manure on the whole thing. I would cover it in geotextile fabric, like acres, and then just let it cook. And leave it for like For a year. one summer. Yeah. And then the next and if you year. you get the geotextile, even just like some silage tarps. Anything. But yeah. for a whole year, while you build just your house and you your everything else. You need to murder <laughs> yeah. the evil weeds we were, that come we up. We were so gentle, and that was wrong. It was wrong. We were too gentle. It was totally wrong. Now, no chemicals. I would no, still not do chemicals. I wouldn't, because I'm not going to poison my family's food yeah. for generations to come. Yeah. But I will murder the weeds. The weeds. They're pure evil. I'll murder the bugs, I'll murder the snakes, <laughs> and I'll murder the weeds. They're evil. Possibly... I would consider mm. a barn dominium as my temporary house. That is actually a good point. I've always... I would I would probably yeah. turn it into a shop eventually, yeah. but just putting up a quick steel structure, yeah. throwing in a kitchen and a bathroom in the corner, totally. I could do that. I could see that now. And mm. I would, at all costs, avoid RV. Yeah, it's terrible. It's They're built poorly. They're built to move. They sweat. They sweat. They don't... They're, they're not built to live quality. In. They're gross. Yeah. Um, I would maybe do multiple tiny houses because we have older kids now. Yeah. And so if we were to sell this place and start again, they'd be quite, you know, almost adults. Mm -hmm. I could see doing tiny houses for the, like, while you're building stage. Yeah. That you'd later turn into, like, Airbnbs or guest houses or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you could get those up and running in, let's say, less than six weeks, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to have a central solar system in a yeah. separate building that one you'd building have to that's run, all the utilities. You have to run power to all these buildings. Maybe, maybe even just like all the bathrooms and the kitchen would be in that building too, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. like shared accommodation 101 is when you're trying to save money, you have like a communal toilet, communal yeah. shower, yeah. which sucks. But 
you can't be putting septic systems in for each one of these no. buildings. Those are the most expensive parts. Yeah. But maybe the barn dominium. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, next time, I would do rigid under the slab. Yeah, we couldn't afford it. It's and just plain just, and simple. Just plain and simple. That would have put us like six months back. Thousands of dollars over budget. Um, and I might do a basement with tunnels. We've seen some house plans like that lately. Some mm -hmm. of them have come across your office desk, which oh are weird. Gosh. Yeah. But maybe I see the logic in it. Mm -hmm. But when you live so close to sea level, it is hard to pull off. So it depends on and where then we got. And sand. I mean, we're in sand. sand. It's hard to dig in. The salt water comes up. It depends where you live. Yeah. Um. I'd add solar hot water. Yeah, for the in-floor. Yeah, there's a lot of good solar hot water designs out yeah. there that work extremely well. I You've mean, installed them. We've just never had them in our we've own We've never, house. no, we just never got around to it. Yeah. I, I would definitely do it because the, the solar hot water, you're constantly using hot water. All the time. All and the time. And it's so handy to have it and not yeah. every time you turn the tap to hot thing, $1, yeah. $2, right? I can like, hear the propane running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we do heat hot water on the wood stove. We do. But it's arduous because you got to dunk into the wood stove. And that's like four months a year where we are. You can't do it in the summer. No. It's yeah. just not. So nice. solar hot water with hot water storage. Now, if you've listened to our episode, what do you do with the extra solar? We do heat our extra, like when we have too much Yeah, I have a tank. Electricity. I bought a standard hot water tank and we ripped out the 240 volt AC elements and I plugged one of the holes and I put in a 48 volt DC element that mm -hmm. I got from Amazon and I just basically flipped the breaker when my I'm, I keep meaning to automate it but I, I mean it's way down the list yeah. of importance um, but basically I flipped the breaker on when I know my my system's charged my batteries yeah. are charged and then I flip the breaker off when the voltage gets so too then low. Then you have this like tank of free hot water. Of free hot water. But usually that's just in summer. It's we're, only we're for four north. months of the year. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. Um. Obviously, more I think solar This is what every off-grid person would say. Yeah. yeah more, like a more whole solar. A whole field of these things. More batteries. And on the ground because we just finished our era of rooftop solar panels. We did. We put them up there. Like two years ago, we and did. we just finished getting yeah. them down. So they shaded the roof and caused moisture because... Yeah, they made like an ice dam. They did. Yeah. And they, uh, even at 90, well, 85 degrees, practically straight up and down, mm -hmm. they still iced up. <laughs> and I couldn't get at them. So I had to like, I had to put together this kind of hodgepodge extension, extension pole, pole and like throw it at <laughs> it was awful like i considered throwing a weighted rag at them and i was like nope that's gonna end in tears and so no i, I considered I'm, turning on the hot water in the hose and right. just like spraying yeah. it but i was like we did talk about i've that. done that at a windshield and that was bad that was bad crack yeah so solar panels on the ground yeah uh more solar solar panels i would do tracking so like motors and stuff if use, i had we use our trackers ridiculous amount of money our trackers right now uh -huh. run our gate <laughs> they do. that's what they do because yeah. <laughs> who needs that yeah so they run our, our automated because you gates. can buy a solar tracker for like 500 bucks but then you got to put in a five thousand dollar moving pole yeah 
on bearings? Like, I don't even know what that would entail. I never did see a successful as version of it. As far as size, it. what I would aim for. Mm -hmm. I would want 20 kilowatts of panels. We have five right now. Yeah. Five kilowatts. So if it was 20. like yeah. one hour of good sun, I could charge my batteries no problem. Yeah. I would do that for sure. Mm -hmm. That's only 15 grand if you're getting a good deal on panels. It is. Yeah. What would you aim for for batteries? Like, ideally... Perfect situation. What are you looking at for batteries? I would do a forty, at least a forty kilowatt hour battery bank. Mm -hmm. I mean, is you're that looking twice at, what we have? Uh, no, it's four times what we have. So you could go at least four days with really heavy usage. Yep. Before, yeah. I, I mean, guess we, as I say it out loud, I guess I go to fifty. But then even five then, five days. Like, even then, we we've been we we've been weeks weeks yeah. without sun. We, yeah. Yeah. So I would go panels first and then alternate sources like wood gas. And if you've got a stream, like the batteries would really be the last thing I increase. Because they're so expensive. To a reasonable still. level. And they don't last forever. But 40 kilowatt hours of batteries. Yeah. If you get the ones that we recommend, the Life PO4s, that's only 10 grand. It's not a lot. For yeah. for the freedom you get. Yeah. And the, the lack of bills. No bills. Non-existence. They're not going up every month. And either. then I'd get another inverter. Yeah. You know, the inverter I like, it's called uh, Power Mister. It's okay. a silly Chinese name, but it's there on Prime. It's a thousand bucks. It's a five kilowatt inverter with a good surge on it. I know it's based on the same technology. The original German design for the early 2000s Australian solar boom. This is how right. this happened. It was a Chinese built German design inverter. Yeah. It's a clone. It's like a Honda clone yeah, generator. We've had the original. We've got the clone. They're do, the same. We do have the original. And they are the same. They have little quirks that are different, just like Honda clone generators. Yeah. But what's important is the actual, the all-in-one design that that it, it runs seamlessly. You don't need a charge controller. You don't need a charge controller. You don't need a, a bunch of weird wiring. Like you just plug yeah. in the PV, you plug in the AC in, AC out, and you're it's, done. It's just like a desktop computer where the plugs only go in the right hole. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's not... Well, and imagine, like, running a, a desktop computer where you had to buy, like, I don't even know what, the modem separately? Yeah. And no, the, it's all in the one. the external hard drive? Yeah. No, it's all in one box. It's yeah. Like, stop talking to me about this. Yeah. Anyway still i find most people don't understand this like i'm still watching i watched a video today where this girl was showing her midnight charge controller like she's just we getting it off here we had that 20 years ago yeah we had that 17 years ago and, and it was kind of outdated then yeah and like it just people don't talk about this because it's not mainstream With, i mean and then you look at the numbers that are coming across on the charge controller yeah and she's obviously still running on lead acid batteries yeah she's obviously got like two solar panels like i don't even understand very small very small but yeah. getting you into it you don't have it, to live like that it's uh, not that much no our dream dream if i could start over with hundreds of thousands of dollars our dream solar system is what three grand for the inverter and the miscellaneous things yeah you're looking at 28 grand 10 for the batteries 15 for the yeah, panels call it Call it 30 if I do fancy wires. I spent more than that on my first solar system <laughs> 17 years ago, and it was an eighth of that size. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything's possible. What else would you do different? 
I do. I would definitely choose a four-wheel drive backhoe. Yeah. That's probably. I know we talked about it earlier in this episode, but I gave it some thought, and I think a four-wheel drive backhoe would be the. That'd be the thing. Yeah, because I've had the tracked skid steer. Yeah. And I still spun out. Yeah. So I mean, I know tracks are theoretically better, yeah. but I don't know. Okay. Anything else? Um. I would do all dwarf fruit trees. Yeah. And I I would never have done that before because we have a big family. I think I would rather wait a few years and get the big tree that has the big production that lasts a long time. But it doesn't. It gets bugs in it. It gets worms in it. And now that I've seen the like commercial orchards around mm-hmm. us, they start getting a really good harvest after like two years. It's insane. You have to stake every tree just the way that we stake vines. Yeah. Yeah. But fine whatever if that mm-hmm. means i can get like gorgeous huge fruit after two years it was shocking yeah driving by i will do more orchard. trees yeah. four feet apart thank mm-hmm. you very much um i do as we mentioned a wood gas generator yeah a generator that can run on wood gas because if fuel runs out yeah everybody living off the grid is just as screwed as, as everyone everybody else on the grid because there's always there's always days with no sun yeah and sometimes they pile up on each other and mm-hmm. you go weeks without sun. Yeah. I would also, yeah, the wood gas generator and mm-hmm. like just trying to like get off of all those things you had to buy. Yeah. Which we're mostly off of them now. Mostly. Yeah. But just I think reducing we're down the output. To what, I, what I love. So our showers. Yeah. Run on propane. We don't have wood fired showers or anything weird. No. And we go through maybe, maybe one tank a month now. So that's 25 bucks? Actually, our dishwasher also runs on propane. That's true. So we're talking one... Hot water. It's still hot water. Yeah. It's, but but we have hot water from the wood stove For like to hand do washing or washing but floors. the dishwasher and our, all of our showers, mm-hmm. which we do regularly. We're not dirty. There's nine of us. There's, there's a lot of, of showers. And there's baths and showers. And there's teenagers. And there's four people bathed and showered today. Yeah. Or bathed and showered today. One barbecue tank a month. Yeah. It is so minuscule. Like I was seeing posts about the UK and suddenly people's bills are up to 600 700 a month out of nowhere yeah apartments yeah like they just are my bill tripled this december and still we're like okay well i've got a dozen propane takes out back that's a year of propane now i could we could do baths with wood stove we could powered water especially little kids like that's not hard we could sponge bath we could we could hand wash all the dishes and not run any wood but yeah. If our power runs out and there's no sun for weeks, we could not supplement if yeah. fuel ran out. Right now, we would still need gasoline. Yeah. And we store gasoline, mm-hmm. but you can only store so much gasoline. And for so long. Yeah. So that's, I would do, I, I would think fl- that's, get a generator. That's our thing to tackle before and build spring. The system. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to go along with us yeah. and see us build that. Uh, yeah. Watch us on Instagram, uh, subscribe on YouTube, mm-hmm. and if you could share this podcast with a friend, we would really appreciate that too. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.